Hey guys, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. I'm jumping in ahead of the episode to let you know that we had a few hard drive problems this week while we were recording that we weren't aware of as they were occurring. So there may be a few moments in the show where you hear us laughing hysterically and you don't get the joke. Uh, it's not that you don't get the joke, it's that the joke didn't get recorded. So there's a few dropouts that occur throughout the episode. We did our best to clean them up, but unfortunately there were a few spots that were just not really salvageable. And so they are what they are. We believe that you guys deserve the best that we have to offer you. And we were not able to really bring that fully this week. So we apologize for that, but wanted to let you know ahead of time so that you don't think there's a problem with your phone or wax cylinder or stone wheel or whatever it is that you're listening on. Enjoy the show. Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet eating Dalek flavored Skittles. They taste <laughs> great. Taste the extermination. <laughs> it's the Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So welcome to episode number 67 covering series five, episode three, Victory of the Daleks. This is the one where the Doctor and Amy meet the Daleks. Winston Churchill is trying to use Daleks, a.k.a. space Nazis, to defeat, you know, just like regular Nazis and stuff. It doesn't work. Remember that one? This is story number 205, originally airing April 27th, 2010, to 7.82 million viewers. Guys, we're just on a downward trend here. It's sad. It is very, very sad. I hope people like 11. Yeah, so we were, well, remember the the David Tennant special was like 12 point something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the 11th hour was 10 something. Yeah, it just like blew the first one out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Now we're down to seven. Last week was eight something. Now we're at 7.82. So uh, this one was written by Mark Gaddis. Uh, this is the guy who also writes for Sherlock. So whenever we have like oh. the Sherlock connection, uh, mm. this is that guy. Uh, th- he's also the guy that was Dr. Lazarus. Oh, he, oh. yeah. The older oh, really? version or the younger version? Uh, Wait, actually, no, that was the same version. guy. Oh, they, just, they just did makeup on him and stuff. He oh. also, interestingly enough, played the monster. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you'll recall, that he was actually, actually horrible became, CGI. He actually became the monster. That's right. Uh, yeah. So anytime we have we have sort of like uh, crossovers. So Mark Gaddis also plays Moriarty. Not Moriarty. Oh man, what's his name now? Oh, all of a sudden I can't think of uh, Sherlock Holmes' brother's name is. He has a brother. Something Holmes, yes, and I can't think of his name now, but Mark Gaddis uh, also plays him. So, directed by Andrew Gunn, and uh, nothing really standing out in terms of of awards. We we haven't seen any in a little bit here. Yeah. We had, well, we had we had the ones in the in the David Tennant specials. Yeah. yeah. But it was kind of quiet. Were all amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of quiet leading up to that, and uh, then it's been a little bit quiet ever since. But you know, new new showrunner, new stuff going on. So. Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management, where you can get world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at a great price. Go to store.r5websitemanagement.com, use the code noobs at checkout, and you can get 15% off of your entire order so you can get started on building your new website today. So again, store.r5websitemanagement.com, use the code noobs at checkout. Yes. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I was just not right at that. all. <laughs> that was great. Um, I've been meaning to tell you guys for about a month that I wanted y'all to do that. And I keep forgetting until I'm mm-hmm. reading the ad. So anywho, uh, so news, uh, there, was, there wasn't any news that I picked up this week. Corbin, did you, did you come across anything of note? 
Uh, I saw this one interesting article, uh, where in Classic Who there was a Time Lord that actually did regenerate based on a face she had already seen, and we've seen I that read sort that. of thing. Yeah, so. I, I read that as well. Uh, ba 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 ba. Um, R- Romana was it Romana? I don't remember. I don't know. Sounds about right. Uh, I don't yeah, I think I may. I may have shared that to the Facebook page. I don't know. Mm. So obviously because, you know, now we're talking about this, I'm seeing more and more Doctor mm-hmm. Who stuff in my newsfeed. I always, I always know. I, I always have recently. But um, but at any rate, under uh, miscellaneous uh, trivia, getting getting into our, our episode proper for this week, miscellaneous trivia, uh, this is the first – I didn't think about this, but the, the Wikia pointed it out. This is the first Dalek episode since Dalek. The original back, one. Yeah, back with uh, Nine – to not be a multi-parter. Now this is now. By the way, we're talking about Dalek, which was 2005, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. the Daleks, which was mm-hmm. 1963 or 64 or whatever. Uh, but but ever since that first run-in with the Daleks with nine, they've all been multi-parters until this one. And if I remember correctly, like one of them, like we didn't even know it was a Dalek episode. Yeah, <laughs> like, until it was it's like one. at the very end of the episode. Suddenly there's Daleks and it's like, oh no. You know. Why? Yeah. Um, so, but they were again like hiding behind the moon mm-hmm. and, uh, and whatnot. So just to be a Haven't little. They hit we don't want the them to before? see us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like almost every time they're always like mm. hiding behind the moon or nebula or, you know, something. So. Boy, maybe that's why China went to the dark side of the moon. So they could see if there's any Daleks back there. <laughs> there's your news segment, folks. China's on the dark side of the moon, so we can see if there's Daleks there. Uh, I, okay, on behalf of Neil deGrasse Tyson, I do have to point out that there is no such thing as the dark side of the moon. It's just the, the darker far- side. No, 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 no. It's the Ooh, far side yeah. of the moon. Ah. Because it always faces away from us, but as it revolves around us, it does point at the and at the sun. Lit up. So if I'm if I'm if I'm thinking of it correctly, when we see the new moon, in other words, where it's like all blackened out, the mm-hmm. far side of the moon is lit up. Yeah. Plainly pointed at the sun. So uh so <laughs> Dr. Nerd. Tyson, if you're listening, you can skip uh sending out that tweet. Actually, don't skip sending out that tweet. Send out the tweet and tag noobs and the Whovian in it. So mm-hmm. we can get Lots of new subscribers. Because Anyways. clearly Neil deGrasse Tyson is listening to our I mean, Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I mean, All right, so on to our checklist. Uh, the creature of the week was the Ironsides, or Daleks, or the new Daleks, ah. or the Skittle Daleks. Yeah. Or, <laughs> and I'm just going to pause this right there. I'm just going to pause this right there. We're going to talk about the Daleks. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do it now. Daleks. <laughs> we're going to bl- we're going to we're going to bl- blow through the checklist, and when we get to the who's who, we're going to do who are the Daleks because we have been hanging out with these baddies for so long, these creatures of the week for so long. They they deserve their own who is section for this week. So <laughs> uh, new on the checklist uh, uh, by Corbin's request, bad CGI. So instead of instead of asking the question that we used to ask back in like series one, does this episode hold up? And then we would analyze the CGI. We just decided anytime there's really bad CGI, we'll put it on the checklist. So the first thing I put on the checklist for bad CGI was actually the CGI of Bracewell's torso opening up (laughs) was actually pretty good. That was. Yeah. Corbin, you you like too bad. Yeah. You were like, wow. How did they do that? That's pretty good. We're actually getting into somewhat recent territory. That's right. Yeah, I mean, we're we're out. It's not like during the time of my birth any longer, (laughs) (laughs) right? We're we're in the uh, we're officially in the 2010s, 
Uh, so, uh, but however, uh, earlier in the episode, the CGI sparks coming out of Bracewell's wrist stump, that was not so good. Mm. Yeah, that was not, not so hot. I, the wrist stump wasn't too bad, but I don't that wasn't CGI. CGI. That, that was yeah, just that's a costume. Yeah. yeah, it was just metal bits sticking out of his sleeve. Although I love whenever you have a, a show, a uh, lower budget show. Uh, well, not lower budget show, just a, a TV show because they don't they don't have the budget that mm-hmm. a movie does. And someone loses a, a, a hand, they always have like it's obviously a prosthetic. So mm-hmm. they're you know let's say they lost their right arm or their right hand, right? If you were to hold their left arm and their right arm side by side, their right stump would be at the position of their left knuckles <laughs> because it's obvi- or like an inch or two beyond because it's obviously a prosthetic over their hand, you know? What um, they should so- do is build a little thing where it's got a handle on it and you pull it down into your sleeve so your arm is kind of inside the sleeve, but then you're holding onto it so it sticks out the proper amount. Well, yeah, well, apparently no one has ever mastered that because you always end up with like the extra long arm when it's been amputated. Uh-huh. So it's always fun. Movies, they'll just like put a, a green screen... <laughs> Uh, glove on your hand and just brush it out in CGI or whatever. <laughs> amputated as in shot off of your body. <laughs> I mean, one way to amputate things is with a Dalek laser, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, no no Geronimo's uh, this week. Under Jiggery Pokery. Um, oh, man. You know what? I meant to look this up. Uh, there is an offhanded comment under our section for the TARDIS Jiggery Pokery that... Uh, so Ch- Churchill says you're late I sent that call a month ago so remember the last episode he got a call from Winston Churchill they take off immediately but of course because it's time travel and it's wibbly wobbly when they arrive to them moments later for Churchill it was a month later so it's just like when you know he said I'm going away for five minutes to Amy Pond and came back 20 years later or 12 years later or whatever it was but this new TARDIS is just really really bad about that isn't it <laughs> But what's yeah? So what's funny is he says uh, the doctor says in response to that he says ah, it's a Type Forty TARDIS. I'm still running her in. What? Right. And I was like, uh, uh what? Are there and there was types? there was no. Well, I think the, the label Type Forty TARDIS has been. I don't know if it has been used before, but we're gonna hear that. Mm. I know we're gonna hear it in the future. Uh, it's something that that comes up here and there. But I'm still running her in sounded kind of interesting to me i mean i guess you know like it just reformed or whatever mm. so maybe he's saying we're still kind of kind of kicking the tires remember he, he like what did he do he ran it out to jupiter and back yeah. or whatever um, now those it should be all good to go yeah but i, I and did, accidentally traveled through time when he did so yeah oh yeah i, I wanted to uh, i meant to look it up and i forgot actually i I'm, i made a mental note of it and i figured that it would be something that would get addressed in the Wikia, like, oh, by the way, they mentioned here that it's a Type 40 charge. I didn't, I don't remember coming across anything. So, um, I have let you all down. I apologize. Indeed, Dad. Let you down in my research. Uh, let's see. Under random jiggery pokery, we had the doctor diffusing a bomb with love? Yeah. Or excuse me. No, I'm sorry. He tried to diffuse a bomb with hate or hurt. Not hate, hurt. Hurt. Uh-huh. And what does, uh, what does Amy do? Yeah. She diffuses it with love. Because so, yeah. why not? Yeah. But the doctor... Uh, I like how they were they were kind of like running out of questions to ask him to slowly diffuse the bomb. So mm-hmm. it just diffuses all at one time, just super fast for no reason. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, the, the slow, slow, that, slow, zoop. That's right. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then there was a weird point that I noticed where one of the, one of the little pie wedges in the countdown timer in his chest went 
from yellow back to blue. And when it, and you know how everything was kind of pulsing and flickering with those lights in his chest, when it flicked back to blue, all of a sudden it's like they paused it. And it, at first I thought that the Netflix stopped and buffered or something, but it just, it randomly, it just sort of paused, but then dialogue was still happening over top of it. So it was just, it was just a, like a weird editing <laughs> moment there. So, uh, let's see, no real jibberty jabberty, no, uh, no mentions of the time war. Um, well, I don't know, maybe obliquely he, the Daleks are saying, uh, the one, the one Dalek is saying, I'm here to help you win the war. And the doctor says, what war, you know, there's a little bit of a bite there where he's like, which war? No, he doesn't say what war he says, which war. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so maybe a little hint at the time war, maybe, maybe that's didn't he say the war against the Nazis or the war against the rest of the. Oh yes, he did. Yes, he did. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's not the time war. That's thinking yeah, more that's... back to the last time we saw the Daleks mm -hmm. uh, with the reality bomb. So, yeah, that. Uh, let's see. The Pandorica will open. Not yet. We, have, nope. <laughs> we didn't hear anything more today. Uh, nothing more about the silence. But we had a crack sighting. Yep. So Corbin's theory is holding up so far. Why is it the same crack everywhere? I don't get it. I just Because the crack is in the universe. It is everywhere. Then how come it's not everywhere, everywhere? It's only in specific spots where the doctor can't see it. You, you, you quiet, you. <laughs> so what you're saying is the the crack seems to be showing up at the same places that the doctor and Amy and the TARDIS are showing up. Hey, that sounds like a good is, theory. Is that, is that what you you're saying? write that down for me. Is that what you're saying? I mean, you said it. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I just read this next point. Newest on the checklist. Newest on the checklist. And I don't... Re I may be putting this... This may be like run. I may be putting this on the checklist in vain. Uh, but we had a jammy Dodger sighting. I love the doctor pulling out the, the two-toned, you know, circular device and saying, TARDIS, self-destruct device. I will blow up the TARDIS and all of you Daleks and we'll all die together. And then it turns out to be... A, a cookie. Jam. Yeah, a, ja a jammy dodger. I was expecting tea. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it's a, a, a popular uh, British cookie, or as they would call it, biscuit. Um, by the way, are y'all familiar with that? No. Yeah. Okay, so, so in the U.S., we have, we, have, um, we have cookies that are a, like Oreos. They're like a dessert type <laughs> thing. And then, and then we have biscuits, which would be like buttermilk biscuit like yeah. something you have with breakfast with gravy on it or you sop up your eggs with it or you put butter and jelly on it but in the uk they call what we call a cookie they call a biscuit so oh. jammy dodgers are a biscuit product and actually actually here's your your etymology nerd word moment for the for the for the week nabisco y'all know the company nabisco they make cookies and stuff nope. yeah no wait what never no. heard of nabisco Nope. They make, they make. I think they make Oreo, don't they? Don't they make? Mm. Yeah, they don't they make those uh, oh those, Coke wafer things. Gosh, what do they call them? Vanilla wafers. Uh, yeah. Vanilla. Yeah, vanilla wafers. Yeah. yeah. They make all kinds of cookies. Nabisco stands for National Biscuit Company because huh. cookies being called biscuits was a carryover into American culture for a little while, and then I don't know why, but now we call biscuits something else and cookies something else so at I any rate don't know why either so we have the jammy dodger and the reason i bring it up is because i seem to remember this being a thing when i looked at the wikia i was disheartened because they did not have because of course the jammy dodger does have its own page 
hmm. on the Wikia. However, they don't have nearly as many references as I seem to be remembering. So either that page hasn't been well-maintained or I'm over-remembering it, kind of like I did run. But or the flyer in the navigator. Strange. <laughs> it was nothing like you thought it was. I'm wow. sorry. <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. I apologized. But hey, at least y'all got to hear the great movie that you that thought doesn't it exist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. So that brings our running count of Jamie Dodger sightings up to one. <gasps> wow. So fun times there. Uh, Trip pointed out, and Corbin didn't even put it in the notes or point it out. Trip pointed out our existential horror. Hit us with it. Um, like suddenly realizing that you're a robot and your whole life is just fake and nothing about it is real and you're built. You didn't build the robots. The robots built you. And Into a robot. You are a robot. Yeah. So this is a... Uh, this is something that I, I don't know if I'm just becoming more aware of it recently, but I feel like it's become a more uh, a more common um, a more common I don't know trope in science fiction. Just the idea of finding out that you are not what you thought you were, you know. So finding out finding out you're a robot, or the universe is a simulation, or you're in a video game, or you're actually, you know. Uh, an alien that's been transformed to look like uh, some other th- some other race because of a war or something like that's that. Definitely some sort of trope. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, imagine and the guy like goes through it, man. Oh, he's yeah. like, all of a sudden, he's like, well, I might as well just you know nuke the planet because <laughs> you know, like I'll just give in because I'm not human uh, because <laughs> the doctor kind of hit <laughs> literally hits him with it. <laughs> like uppercuts him and knocks him to the ground and says what was the point of that saying you have a bomb in your chest wow 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 I know what you mean that was uh, yeah Corbin goes what was the point of knocking him down I'm like I don't know I guess to give him ready but access to his just chest knocking him down like running in and sliding uppercutting him running in and uppercut I sure you can <laughs> and sliding in and just yeah, uh, yeah. Do- the eleventh Doctor being slightly overdramatic there. Uh, so, so, but then he, you know, then you have the, that great moment where Churchill says, "I don't care if you're a robot. Are you a man?" You know, so kind of. So this is where a lot of the stories uh, where this trope appears end up going. Is you know, well, if if the universe is a simulation and we do live in the Matrix, so what? Does that make it less real that like that it's a computer program? Like if the if the if the underlying essence of the universe is that it's a computer program, does that make us less real? If <laughs> if the underlying nature of who you are is you're a robot and you've been programmed with all of your memories, does that mean you're not real? You're not a, a man. You're not a human. You can't be a person. You know. Like, I mean, if you still have a personality, <laughs> you have memories. You think. And act exactly like a yeah. natural human would. You're just as My, real you know what's funny though? As us. Someone in the Matrix thought that, and they were the bad guy of the first movie, so sucks to me. There's that. <laughs> so, um, my question is what happened to the real Bracewell? Because the doctor's theory is they took someone else's memories and put them in this robot. So, yeah. does that mean they killed the original Bracewell? I mean, I don't or, know. Or, it's like Cybermen? Or. When he goes to find, oh, oh, what was that woman's name? Uh, 
Dorabella. When he goes to find Dorabella, is he going to find the real Bracewell married to her with three kids? Like, Dorabella, I'm here. And then, like, the door swings wider and there's (laughs) the original Bracewell standing there. That's all right. All right. Mark Mark Gaddis. Let's get on this. Let's write the follow up episode The Adventures of Bracewell, the robot. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that, uh, that brings us down to the who's who. And uh, here's what I want to do. We're going to go slightly out of order because we have um, – normally we go, you know, who is the doctor, who is Amelia. I want, to, I want to start with Amelia and then we're going to get into who is the doctor and who is uh, – who, excuse me, who are the Daleks. And the reason we're going to do that is I, I feel like that's going to be the bulk of our conversation. Mm. And uh, let's see. What did I put first? I put Daleks and then doctor, but I think we're going to blur some lines. When we when we talk oh, okay. about actually we may blur the lines a little bit when we talk about all of these so so who is Amelia first of all guys what do y'all want to throw into the to the pile here do, what have you guys learned about old Amy Pond Pond Amelia Pond <laughs> except that she has an amazing name <laughs> I learned her name is fun to say <laughs> Pond all right any any thoughts on her character um she seems to know the doctor. As much as a companion that has been with him okay. for a really long time. Clearly, we talked about in the last episode, right? Yeah. Clearly, if I don't get him off this ship, he's going to realize that he has the choice between humanity or a space whale. And that's clearly going to be a near impossible yeah. question for him. So How would that, you know that? Did we well, see more of that this episode? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't remember this episode very well. <laughs> I mean, we watched it. We watched it not know, only yesterday, it, it, late yesterday. It yeah. doesn't help that we just watched something, so I just I can't remember. Okay, no more mid afternoon, uh, mid Sunday afternoon movies. I don't see what's wrong. We with watched that. this movie like twenty three hours ago. I like, don't huh. care. <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, let's see. She realizes that she's in uh, London during the Blitz. Okay, did you were you, were you guys up up to date on? what the setting was for this episode. Yeah. Like obviously world war two, right? Cause mm-hmm. yeah. it's Churchill trying to fight the Nazis. This was the height of the blitz and the blitz was a period where, so the U S has not entered the war yet. Oh. So, and, and pretty much everyone that has stood up against the, the Nazis has either lost or is in retreat. And, uh, the UK is like, they are the, the, the remaining superpower, uh, they are the chief superpower that is fighting against the Nazis. The U.S. has has not declared anything yet, right? And mm-hmm. so they are in a state of defense because the, the the Nazis were bombarding the U.K., specifically London, as you know the capital city. Mm-hmm. So what they were doing is they were flying these bomber jets over London and just uh, are you familiar with the term carpet bombing? Yeah, where you just Drop Spam. bombs indiscriminately and just spam. What'd you say? <laughs> yes, it's spam like bombing. yes, exactly. It's spam bombing. Yes. Uh, so they. That's why there's the bit where the guys up on the rooftop, like, oh, he cut off that light because they they would go dark, so that if planes are flying overhead and they see a bunch of lights, ah, I know where the buildings are. I know where the city is. I'll, I'll pull the lever to drop the bombs when I'm over the city. If they're flying blind, and they don't have GPS back then. Yeah, they had to. They had to just say, "Well, I've flown enough miles. Hopefully, I'm over the right area. Pull the lever, drop the bombs." And they did it at night because. 
partly because it would be harder to shoot them down at night because again have a hard time you know literally seeing them and technology was not what it is now so darkness was still an advantage at the time so they would put lasers in their eyes uh i don't think lasers had been invented i mean this is 1943 Uh 44 something like that Uh um so the um they would hit during the day but then they would also hit during the night and so they would um they're just just demolishing london like you heard Mm. winston churchill talk about the, the, the Luftwaffe, that was the, the German Air Force, was pounding London daily like an iron fist. So this is, this is what's going on. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, Amelia has this moment like, oh my gosh, Winston Churchill, right? This would be like, okay, for, for a Brit, this would be like showing up and meeting Abraham Lincoln, you know, oh. or, oh or George Washington, or, you know, like this is like, oh my gosh, like this is the guy, you know? And um, on top of that, she realizes she's with Winston Churchill. They are in, I uh, forget what they called it, like the, the the war room or something, whatever, that little complex underground that they were mm-hmm. under, uh, that they were in. So she kind of like gets excited, right? Because like I said, this would, this would be like showing up and like, oh my gosh, there's... In there's, the Revolutionary War. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, there's Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but then all of a sudden she's up on the roof and she sees... The, the 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 blimp things and she sees that they're you know oh my gosh this is the blitz here comes some of the planes right when the dalek first shoots them out of the sky or whatever mm-hmm. and she realizes she's on the roof of a building in london during the blitz and the only thing i could think of would be this would be like stepping out of the tardis and realizing you're in one of the twin towers at 7 a.m on september 11 2001 oh and being goodness. like oh my gosh oh. Like, this is the worst place to be. Like, and then a Dalek shows up and shoots the plane before it can... Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Um, except that, you know, with the, with the, um, with the Blitz, it just, it just kept going. So um, by the way, by the way, the Blitz is the, the beginning of the Chronicles of Narnia. Remember how they sent the oh, kids yeah. out of the city? Remember, oh, that, remember yeah. the opening scene of the movie where the bomb drops yeah. and blows up their house? That was the Blitz. That's why the sirens went off and they knew get out of the house, get in the bunker because it was just, it just became a part of daily life. Um, and actually weren't we, we were in London during the blitz with Rose. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it with the empty child. Yeah. Yeah. Have you oh, seen, yeah. So we've been here before. Have you seen a big black thing fall out of the sky? <laughs> I heard it was like, ha, funny <laughs> joke, man. Idiot. Yeah. All right. So, so, Boom, right? She's got that. She's all of a sudden she's in the middle of this massive thing in her country's, you know, fairly recent history. Um, and then she sees a new side of the doctor and a new aspect of being his companion. Uh, he loses it on the Dalek. Did y'all see her face when he was hitting the Dalek with the giant wrench yeah. thing? Yeah. She was why did, like, why is that terror? Why is there a giant wrench for That's a workshop. <laughs> it was a mad scientist laboratory. I don't know. Laboratory. So, um, I love the sound that that thing made, though. You know they add that in post, but that sound of that wrench hitting the Dalek uh, was, was amazing. Um, and she is genuinely freaked out like she's not seen the doctor this way. Mm-hmm. Trip, you talked about how she seems to know the doctor so well. All of a sudden, uh-huh. here's a part of the doctor I've never seen before. I've never seen the doctor mm-hmm. flip and lose it like this. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the part where the Daleks, you know, beam away. They start running to the TARDIS, and she says, "Oh, right, yes. Is this what we do now? Do we chase after them?" Like she's ready to to like dive in, but the doctor's not ready to put her in danger. Mm-hmm. Right? The doctor's yeah. like, "Yes, 
I go and 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 chase after them, but it's dangerous, so you stay here. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So she stays behind. I'll go like, fight the Skittle Daleks on my own. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so all the way at the end of the episode, they're getting ready to get back in the TARDIS, and she says that she thought it would just be she uh, like, so this is what it is, huh? Mm-hmm. And she says, I thought it would just be running around being daft and fixing things, but no, it's dangerous. Like, all of a sudden, she's mm-hmm. like, meh. If you think it's just being daft and fixing <laughs> things, you have a completely wrong idea of what's happening. Well, I mean, think about think about the last episode. I mean, yeah. the last episode, they didn't save the Earth. Yeah. They really, they saved the space whale, uh, star whale. Yeah. Ooh, and know. London, to a degree, but also. And to yourself. Um, well, yeah, all of England. But, I yeah, should but say. really, what happened was, you know, they rescued someone. They fixed. They fixed New London, mm-hmm. basically, or, or you know, Space Britain, not London, but Space Britain. Mm-hmm. They basically fixed the broken societal problem there and saved, you know, a majestic creature. Now it's like, oh my gosh, like this is really dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the whole patient zero or prisoner zero and yeah. the atraxy and everything. Eh, you know, there was the threat of, like, aliens are going to blow up the Earth, but nothing really happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And in this one, like, people died. Mm-hmm. Bombs are going off. People are getting shot out of the out of their space planes and stuff. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff, so. And of course, Magical there was space one planes. lone fighter left. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, independent. Uh, can we talk about it later? But there, were, I, I was getting a lot of Star Wars vibes from this episode. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, put put a note down there. Put a pew, note down. Pew, pew. Um, yeah, de- there definitely was though. Now that you mentioned, uh, let's see. We she saved the world by defusing Bracewell. So mm-hmm. now uh, she not only has saved uh, Space Britain, but now she has spa- uh, saved Earth, right? Yeah. From from the uh, from the. Uh, Want to take Rose like two seasons? <laughs> I'm doing it in one, two episodes. <laughs> Well, uh, Rose listen. saved the entire universe. So I mean, eh. well, uh, so we have so her impressing Churchill to the point that he says she's sharp as a pin, right? Like he compliments mm-hmm. her at the end, and then, she guessed that I stole the TARDIS key. Right. There was like no reason uh-huh. to even think he she, did. None, none. Well, she, but she, she just guessed, but she definitely ah, got yeah. very smart. And then you're leading into what I was going to say. She almost got herself yeah. a TARDIS key. Right, because she put her hand out and he gave it back to her, and then the doctor puts his hand out and she's like, "Fine, whatever," you know, hands it back. So it's not phase mall. Do what? 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 It just reminded me it's not a phase mall. I don't even know why. It's not a phase mall. Okay. You'll have to educate me later. All right, so who are the Daleks? Uh, Can we start with the most important aspect of the Dalek Dalek character in this episode? How do y'all feel about the new paradigm Daleks? You mean Skittle Daleks? Most importantly, how do you feel about Skittle Daleks? Uh, I will blow them to smithereens. (laughs) I actually thought that, like, military green Dalek with the UK flag on it looks kind of cool. Yeah, I thought. I love the poster. Yeah. Like, to victory and the dog's like Meh. yeah I, th- I thought that one looked pretty cool and then yeah. <laughs> you have you have also had a, a white dalek what in the world <laughs> green blue yellow red what i don't what's next hot pink <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> trip said that a couple of times yeah oh, yeah the um and actually the the army green one 
also had like a little like utility belt yeah, like a strapped on. Like it really like was a, sol- yeah, he, a soldier. You know, it really looked pretty cool. Uh, what they, you know, what they would have been great is if they'd. Uh, it's already got the dome shape <laughs> like. The helmets that the Brits use, they should have just put like the brim around the Dalek's head. <laughs> it would have looked just like one of their helmets. Oh, yeah. awesome. That would have been awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so let's see. The I, I, we got to address it, obviously. You know. So here's what happens. You have new showrunner, new era, right? And Stephen Moffat says, "Let's make colorful Daleks. Let's do something new with the Daleks." So they they decide to weave it into the story. By the way. They weave it into the story that they're creating these new Daleks based off of pure Dalek DNA. Mm-hmm. And so here they are, right? And so first of all, what's the first... Th- well, okay, sorry. After seeing that they're white and blue and uh, golden white rod... Is almost bearable, but red. the other ones... Uh, once, once they roll out, what's the second thing you notice about them? They got a nice... Um, like a different... Eye stalk. Yeah, yep. Stalk. The eye stalk is upgraded a little I bit. I like the eye stalk. They are course. considerably bigger. Yes. They're they are like broader. two times massive. Mm-hmm. They're broader and bigger around, and they are taller. And there was mm-hmm. a note on the Wikia that said, and I thought this was interesting, that the Daleks so far, from 2005 till now, had they were built to the spec that their eye stalk was eye level with rows. The new Daleks, the new Daleks are eye stalk level with Karen Gillan, with Amy. Uh So one of the reasons they're taller is that the companion is taller. That's funny. That's hilarious Uh, to me. Uh, But on top of that, they're just bigger, right? They're massive. Yeah. I mean, they're just like hulking looking things, you know. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, there was a there was a bit of a sneak peek of them in a in a magazine at the time, and uh, there was uh, there were oh gosh I can't now I can't remember which magazine it was but there was a magazine that on the cover it said vote Dalek, and it had three of the new colored Daleks and they were the the red the blue and the gold which in the UK is the colors of the three primary political parties. Mm. Uh, right right so it'd be like here you know if it said vote dalek and there was you know one that was blue and had like a, a donkey on it or whatever <laughs> it was one that was red <laughs> it would look weird but it would look a little bit uh-huh. weird but but that but that was the idea like it was very clearly uh calling up to mind you know those you know and i, I can't remember if it was during an election season or something like that and uh so they they showed those three colors and then of course it premiered and it turned out there was five colors yeah. and all this kind of stuff though i don't think did anyone think that the Daleks were actually going to be those colors or did they think, oh, weird marketing campaign? Uh, from what I was reading, yeah, it was kind of like some people were like, surely this is a joke. They, and actually, yeah, some people thought they were just colorized pictures to play on the color schemes and everything. Not that they were going to actually oh. appear on screen that way. Uh-huh. And uh, which is funny because they were the upgraded model. So they had the new eye stocks. They were broader and all this kind of stuff. Uh. So they just thought my, they changed the it up first time I saw this, I thought, whoa, Wait. like the impressive music, the, the pomp and circumstance of them coming out. And I was like, these are cool. I can get behind these dogs. I like the upgrade. Mm-hmm. And apparently I'm the only one <laughs> because my- you guys had the same reaction that the entirety of the UK uh-huh. did. 
what the heck is this crap? My yeah. big complaint with it, and I knew these were coming up. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was. They were actually in the Lego Batman movie. They were yeah. colored in oh, that yeah. movie for some reason. They were red, yellow, but, um, and blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. My biggest complaint is the Daleks have always been a kind of darker and like yep. serious enemy. Yeah, and then, and then you have them rolling out the new Daleks. It's like it's not darkish brown or darkish gray or even black, really mysterious and cool. It's, it's like white. Yeah, black one. It's like white, interesting. And then the rest of the rainbow Daleks come marching out like, here we come, kids, let's go play. <laughs> We're here in the primary colors to teach you about the alphabet. <laughs> it's like, this is not what the Daleks yeah. are made to be. This yeah. doesn't like, fit their personality. It's like if you made rainbow-colored Cybermen. I mean, it's, it's just not... <laughs> Do you, oh, man. Oh, oh, man. Can you yeah. imagine, like, Cybermen coming out and, like, their left arm is yellow and their right arm is blue? And they're, <laughs> they're all, like, they look like the Wiggles, you know? Like, like, a, bigger... like a golden uh, weeping angel. Like yeah. a gold weeping angel, or like Ooh. no, not a gold. Yeah, that would be like weird. Pewter. I yeah. actually gold. get behind a gold one. <laughs> You're using. What about a hot pink? A hot pink weeping angel. Imagine that. <laughs> that would be so weird. You're Imagine using that. Uh, Doctor Who references, but I think a better comparison is if like Darth Vader showed up on screen, and you're like Darth Vader, and he's like blue. He's like. Why is Darth Vader? <laughs> and then there's another Darth Vader that walks out, yeah, and it's like Darth Vader. Vader's have son. Have y'all ever blue. seen the? Um, Hello Kitty Darth Vader cosplay. Hello Kitty Darth Vader. Imagine Darth Vader, but reskinned in Hello Kitty colors. So like predominantly white, and then like pastel pinks and lavenders and purples and stuff. It is, it is amazing. So that that reminds me of a picture I saw. This beautiful cosplay. I'll copy it and put it in the notes. Y'all keep talking. Yeah. Thanks for the update. Uh, so, so needless to say, uh, again, I, I thought it was great. I was I was ready to get behind them, um, and partly because I never took the Dalek series anyway, so it didn't matter to me that you made them kind seem kind of silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we've already seen them trash talk the Cybermen, so yeah. they've already kind of gone that down that path. But people who were especially classic Who fans were incensed by the new paradigm Daleks. Mm -hmm. So uh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh yeah, huge, do. huge backlash. So I'll leave it there, and 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 uh, we'll see how it how it develops. Okay, moving forward. I dropped this picture in the notes. Go ahead and give me your opinions on this. <laughs> what the heck is okay. That? Wow, it's a little off topic, but we have a. I still think it's hilarious. Thor, uh, Ronald McDonald mashup cosplay that is amazing uh, that, that i guess now that i've mentioned it on the show we have to put in the show notes because Clearly. thanks corbin okay so uh getting back to who are the daleks that was a little bit about that was that was sort of real world implications of the new paradigm daleks but uh who are the daleks as characters the doctor says we get we get kind of a deep dive on the doctor's relationship with the daleks so first of all he asks uh he asks amy what does hate look like it looks like a Dalek. You know, he says, what does okay. hate look like? And she's like, what? And he says, it looks like a Dalek. And, uh, you know, I, he, he thought she would go, oh, yeah, totally, duh. And then we find out, for some reason, she, she doesn't remember it. the invasion. Yeah, she doesn't remember the stolen earth. She it's doesn't remember so any weird. of that. Yeah. I she was just why. sitting in her house, yeah. staring well, at that crack for 20 years. <laughs> 
yeah, well, there yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But I mean, obviously, there's something going on, right? Obviously. So he says the Daleks are death. He says they are the worst thing in all creation. They are everything wrong with the universe. He clearly uh, has some strong opinions on the. Yeah, topic. tell us how do you really feel about it, Doctor. Tell uh, that one to Jared. I love this side one here. They can be yeah. deep. Uh, he says, "What is the progenitor?" And he says, "It is our past, and it, it is our future." He's like, "Well, that's that's deep for a Dalek, you know." <laughs> yeah, that was fairly poetic for uh, for a Dalek. Um, I did love the semi fourth wall breaking wink and a nod, where he talks about how they just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I defeat you, and I defeat you, and I defeat you, and you always seem to come back. I think Mark Gaddis was annoyed at this point. <laughs> Um, he says, this is your final end. And Corbin laughed audibly. (laughs) The doctor said, this is your final end. And Corbin's like, (laughs) no, I want to see it. He said two things, one after the other. The first I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then he said, this is your final end. And it's like, oh yeah, right. I'll definitely believe that that one. one. And then he says, there isn't a sincere bone in your body. There isn't a bone in your body. (laughs) That was a great line. Yes. All right. So who is the doctor? When the Daleks are around, the doctor is not himself. I, guys, think on this with me, okay? But in this episode, it really stood out to me. And as we were watching it, I was scrolling through my my mind, thinking back to whenever we've seen the doctor with the Daleks. And I think it holds true pretty much across the board. He is not himself when the Daleks are around. Yeah. Okay? yeah. So he snapped at Amy early on. Did y'all catch that? Uh, the do- she says she makes some crack about Bracewell being Scottish. Like, oh, you ought to listen to him. He's a Scottish scientist. And she's like, and he goes, Shh. and she's kind of yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, like she has this look on her face. Karen Gillan was killing it in my this episode. Ears, uh, yeah. she, huh? My ears. And <laughs> Shush was so. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't even fix that in post. Make a little nerdy note on there. Fix that in post. But uh, she, she was killing it with the emotion on the face, emotion in her eyes and that kind of thing. And he really just cut her off. Didn't even look at her. Just went yeah. and, and didn't, didn't even glance in her direction. Just shut up. We're talking about Daleks here. He told uh, trip. You pointed this out. He told Churchill to exterminate the Daleks. That was the word. He, used. he was like, destroy them, exterminate. Them. And I was like, wow. Uh, again, you know, the doctor, isn't himself, even in regards to the Daleks themselves, when the Daleks are around. Um, he flipped out and smacked a tray of tea out of the Daleks' hands, and again, Amy freaked out. <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, and then he flipped out and attacked the Dalek and, you know, beat on it with a with a wrench. I mean, <laughs> like, it's not often we see the Doctor, like, physically start trying to destroy. And he knew he wasn't going to uh-huh. do any damage to the thing. It was Dalekanium, after all. But he just went bananas on the thing. Just went off. <laughs> I thought someone would have noticed when he was beating the thing with a metal wrench that it wasn't leaving any dents. And they're like, maybe this isn't an iron side. But no, they didn't care at all. Yeah, and, and yeah. Winston is like, oh, these machines are precious. I'm like, oh, he's not doing any damage to them, obviously. <laughs> he has like the world's most oversized wrench ever. And he's yeah. just going at it on this thing. Yeah, and, and, and I love the Dalek says, please desist from beating me or, or striking me. That's what it was. Please desist from striking me. I thought that was great. But so so think back with me. I mean, when 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 the Daleks are around, 
everything we know about the Doctor goes out the window. Yeah. Or at least everything that we know about New Who Doctor, right? Uh-huh. When when Nine meets the Dalek, holy cow, right? Like, he loses it. When Eleven, uh, when Ten encounters the Daleks, he, the tenant teeth come out and they do not retur- retract until the Daleks are gone. Uh-huh. I mean, and he is just like, throw everything out the window and and destroy them exterminate them and nobody listens to him when it comes to the dog this is true this is true and never it's it's kind of annoying because he's like shoot him in the eye stock it'll save your life and then it's just like no i don't want to shoot him in the eye stock i have better things to do with my time like, <laughs> i'll die shoot him in the head apparently uh, yeah. <laughs> like die exactly <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, so he's not himself when the Do- when the Daleks are around, and then he has to he has to choose between saving the Earth or destroying the Daleks. And we kind of uh, let's. Oh man, the Wikia pointed out that this has happened before, and now all of a sudden I can't remember exactly what it was. He had a he he had an opportunity to destroy the Daleks, but he had to not destroy the Daleks because it would destroy the Earth or something. Oh, gosh, now I can't even remember what it was. It was 10. It was the 10th Doctor and dealing with mm-hmm. him. So he says that they knew that he would choose the Earth over the Daleks. So the one thing that is true about the Doctor, even when they are around, is that he's going to protect the Earth, right? Because mm-hmm. um, this he, is a show about us Earthlings. That's, that's Earth. really what it comes down to, yeah. yeah. But but there's that point where he has to he has to wrestle and say, I could rid the universe of the Daleks, or I can save the Earth. What am I going to do? And he decides... But the thing is, they always come back, so, I mean, there's no ridding the universe of the Daleks. The, yeah, I mean... I mean, obviously, that it can but his, his point is, these theoretically are the last five, six... Six? Five? How many was it? I'm going to give us... White, red, yellow, blue, green. Yeah. Yeah, it was five. Yeah, it was five. (laughs) These are theoretically the last five in existence. If he wipes them out, Yana, if he wipes them out, they're done, you know? Until I have to wipe them out the next time. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. All right, so then the, uh, the Daleks say that the Doctor's compassion is his greatest uh, weakness. So again, don't know that I uh, don't know that I would agree with that exactly, but it is a, an interesting point. All right. So can we talk about how store, st- what did you put here, Corbin? Star Warsy. How Star Warsy this is. Uh-huh. Sure. Let's, let's go for it. Let's talk about it. Uh, so obviously what we mentioned earlier is um, the, uh, what was it? Oh, he got his hand shot off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hand shot off. And that's like, if you haven't had your hand cut off in a Star Wars film. Are you even in the film, bro? (laughs) (laughs) So many people have had so many different limbs cut off. And the way he does it is like, ah! Like the same way that Luke just not even actually cares. And then later in the movie, or movie later in the episode he actually had a black glove on where his hand should be and i was like black glove (laughs) again come on guys and then we have the space battle with like actual fighter jets yep where they're doing like star wars maneuvers and my trip said there's one left he's got to make the perfect shot (gasps) would you looky there he made it 
big surprise there. I I remember hearing from someone one time that um uh the uh ships shouldn't actually have to like bank, bank when they were doing yeah, turns no, they and shouldn't. it's like cuz there's no gravity. Right. But then they were Battlestar Galactica is the only one that ever got that right that I'm aware of. And then they actually had gravity bubbles or whatever in this episode that they were in. So that's like it finally makes sense as to why they were banking in space. I get it now. It, I mean, not really, though, because that would only affect the air inside of it. What I was just thinking of is how do the propellers make them go? How do, how do the propellers pull them through space? That's, that doesn't well, work. There's no air. There's no air for, for the propellers to move. So the propellers just that they're spinning. I in in watching this, I forgot that not only do we send Spitfire uh, jet uh, planes, not jets, but planes into space, they also had like laser. pew pew laser guns. I know. Yeah. Like, so here's what? here's my thing: is like Bracewell not only like spit out not only the equations to make gravity bubbles work, but then they apparently were able to build whatever it takes to do that. And he yeah. just did it like. Yeah. And seemingly like a few minutes or right. something. And then... I'm a cyborg. I built whatever laser. Now, like, what? Right now, and, let's just add some lasers. Like, why didn't he ever build the gravity bubbles before? Like, he had the plans. Yeah, well, he was just, you know, he was working on his iron, iron sides. I, uh... Of course, he didn't have any reason to send a, a plane into space. I think it's in the docks. It surprised space. Germany. No, no, no I, mean, I mean, prior to now. He didn't have any reason to send a plane into space until there were dogs. Oh, would you look at all their stuff in space that we have to shoot now? <laughs> Good thing I conveniently had a uh, an invention that I mentioned in front of everyone. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Good. Good times there. Uh, so, what was that? All of the Star Warsy things? I can't think of anything else. Can y'all? I mean, that still sounds like enough to make it seem. <laughs> quite similar to Star Wars in a few cases. Uh, there, was, there was definitely some interesting uh, parallels. Um, That's all I can think of. Yeah. So. Good deal. All right, so that brings us to our Classic Who connection. Before we let Jared have his say, I had a couple of notes from last time. Uh, Jared, Jared wanted to know in an email exchange with me why he was being accused of screaming into a stone wheel. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to, I had, and I'm sure that I was simply refreshing his memory. He wasn't, he must not have been connecting the dots. That's a running gag where I, I used to say people are screaming into their iPods right now. You say you used to say the first time you said it, you meant it because you just, that's what I mean. I used to say that. I used to actually say people are screaming into their iPods right now because I would, I would forget the name of a very common thing on the show. Like last week. It was Harriet Jones. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the name Harriet Jones. And so I would, I, back season one, I said, people are screaming into their iPods right now. And then I think about the third episode that I said that, I was like, no one's listening to iPods anymore. It's all <laughs> iPhones and, and Android phones and everything. And so uh, Corbin uh, pointed it out to me. And, and so it kind of became a thing. And I started riffing on it gradually getting older and older where mm-hmm. the next time I said it, I said, and, and I didn't necessarily mean for this. It's just yeah. every time it came up, I was like, people are screaming into their Walkman right now or their Discman or their record uh-huh. player or their gramophone. Uh-huh. And, uh, Corbin, uh, tried out, uh, tried, tried to, to, to call back the riff, but ended up saying a stone wheel. Like what, uh-huh. what? 
I don't know. <laughs> Who's the stone wheel? So I went I went one step further than gramophone and said wax cylinder. So yeah. uh, so we so Jared goes, I know I'm old, but I'm not that old. And I was like, no, 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 no. It wasn't no, a joke no. on you. <laughs> if anything, it was a pot shot at me on Corbin's uh, Corbin's behalf. So yes, he he did confirm that he was in fact screaming Harriet Jones into his iPod, he said. <laughs> so um, and by the way, Jared, I don't care what the inventor says, it's GIF. Not GIF. It stands for Graphics Interchange Format, not Giraffics Interchange Format. Okay, so that would be pretty amazing. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you like hit the wrong key while typing. Yeah, <laughs> it became Giraffic. Giraffic uh, Interchange Format. Yeah. I don't so, see all right. not. so let's hear what Jared actually has to say about this week's um, actual episode. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. Jared here with your Classic Who connections for the victory of the Daleks. Yes, the Daleks are back and possibly better than ever. Only time will tell. They're here. They're live. They're vivid. They're in Technicolor. And I, for one, am excited to see them. I, I, I think that was an actual line that was in someone's review that they wrote at the time. Like joking around like, they're in Technicolor. I think I know of one person who might not be. But we've got a lot of callbacks uh, with these Daleks to Classic Who Daleks and Classic Who episodes. So let's get started. First of all, we've got a couple of repeated lines from Classic Who episodes. We have the Dalek in Victory of the Daleks coming out from around the bunker. He's just shot down the airplanes. And he says, I am your soldier. That is an allusion back to the episode, uh, The Power of the Daleks where a resuscitated Dalek also tries to fool the humans and comes out and says, I am your servant. And he apparently in the victory of the Daleks, they had the Dalek hesitate just for a little bit on the S. So those in the know would kind of wonder, oh, is he going to say, I'm your servant again? But he says, soldier. So I am your soldier on the first time. I really wondered why it sounded that uh-huh. way because it did definitely hold out that S. And I got to say, that, that was a request by Mark Gaddis uh, who wrote the episode. And that is a deep cut because that, yeah. that is going back to the second Doctor's first episode with the Daleks. Uh-huh. So this is going way back. So uh, that was definitely an, an illusion, a connection back to the Classic Who episode there. And then we also have the Doctor saying that he wants this to be the final end of the Daleks. Well, guess what? The second Doctor also said this, and he said that in The uh, Evil of the Daleks, he wanted it to be the final end then. Well, apparently, Doctor doesn't always get what he wants. <laughs> so, this is the first episode since the 1980s uh, story, Resurrection of the Daleks, where there's no levitation of the Daleks. They introduced levitation because the Daleks were often mimicked or, or, or made fun of, rather, because they were limited. They couldn't, they, they had to stick to the ground and they're so powerful. How could they be so limited? Well, they introduced levitation to overcome that. And this is the first time we didn't see any levitation of the Daleks uh, since the 80s. So that, uh, that answers a question that we had a long time ago. When we, fir- when we first saw a Dalek levitate, uh, I remember us asking at the time, like, was this like a, yeah. was this a thing in classic? And apparently it was. The doctor once again mentions that it is a type 40 TARDIS. 
he mentions this a number of times in Classic Who, oh, such as the episode The Deadly Assassin, or the story The Deadly Assassin. And the master makes fun of his Type 40 TARDIS because it's an older model and it, it's not as fancy and, and good as his. Um, but of course, the doctor is never going to give up his TARDIS. He's not going to upgrade uh, uh, to a different TARDIS. We love the doctor's TARDIS and we, we love it even though it's a Type 40 it's uh, it's definitely his TARDIS, and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I'm like, why are you recrolling us, Dad? Oh, okay. Doctor's never gonna give her up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that for just a dumb joke. <laughs> So back to the second Doctor again. In the serial The Invasion, it was the Cybermen who hit a spaceship on the far side of the moon. So kind of an illusion there, borrowing from that story, now being the Daleks doing the same thing. You'd think the Doctor would have been alert to that one, uh, (laughs) having been through it before. Also, the Doctor said that the Daleks always recognize him despite his regenerations. And while we have seen this to be true since the second Doctor, so right from the start... The Daleks have known it's the Doctor no matter what he looks like, except there are some episodes and instances where Daleks, like the revelation of the Daleks, didn't recognize him at first. Now, in that one, the Imperial Daleks that were that were uh, behind Davros uh, did recognize him right away, and it was the Renegade Daleks that didn't recognize him. So maybe it's just Daleks that are a little crazy in the head. Of course, maybe all Daleks are a little crazy in the head, so uh, who yeah. knows. Moving on. The trick that he played with the jammy dodger, which are delicious cookies, by the way, if you have never tried them. Uh, the doctor has played this trick before. When he was the second doctor, he bluffed that he would blow up Gatwick Airport with a rubber ball. So this is not a new concept. And a lot I'm noticing, <laughs> maybe this is just because I'm doing it this way, but I'm noticing a lot of connections to the second doctor. Yeah. We've got the bow ties. We've got a lot of uh, interactions, similar interactions with Daleks and things and using tricks and stuff. So I'm, I wonder, and this is uh, maybe filed under crazy theories, but I wonder if that's really intentional on Moffat's part. If he's trying to draw a connection from the second Doctor to now the 11th Doctor, much like we had a lot of connections from the 5th Doctor to the 10th Doctor. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, he yeah. keeps mentioning the second Doctor. He said that last episode, too. Yeah. There's a bunch of parallels. So, yeah, it's interesting, interesting thought there. So I wonder if, if they're trying to work that way. And maybe that's uh, something that Matt Smith was in on, too, in modeling maybe a little more after the second Doctor. I've never watched the 11th Doctor and Matt Smith with that in mind. So it'll be interesting yeah. as we work through to hmm. see if uh, more and more of this goes on. Noobs in the Whovian. Enjoying your enjoyment even more. <laughs> so finally, we hear the mention of a positronic brain. And like we've data. heard this from right. clear back again with the second doctor. There was a scientist that, that was talking about the Daleks with the second doctor and said, oh, I wonder if uh, they have a positronic brain. This was a science fiction idea that was introduced by Isaac Asimov. Mm. And basically, it's think- just a concept of AI. Mm. Uh, where the positronic brain functions as a CPU and mimics consciousness and thinking, or, or at least comes close enough that we would recognize it as consciousness and thinking. So they're, they think that that back in the classic who it was uh, thinking that the Daleks functioned on a positronic brain. 
So, you know, I like the Daleks. You know that I enjoy watching them. I, I grab my little Funko Pop Dalek and we sit and enjoy the uh, episode together. And I chide him for uh, being bad and trying to take over the universe. I okay, had, all, I had all of a sudden that went from endearing to sad. <laughs> I was like, and I pull out my little action figure and set it down whenever I'm watching a Dalek episode. And then I start talking to it and telling it it's a bad boy. It's a bad little Dalek and it needs to be punished. I'm like, what's going on there, Jerry? I can punish him. <laughs> and you too. Didn't you like almost rip off the ice stock on accident when he had it? Oh, did you really? I think no. he did. You're a terrible human being. Okay. No, I didn't. Fun with this episode. Uh, it was... It was interesting to see Moffat take the leap into saying, okay, it's not just the Daleks barely surviving. We're going to bring them back in a big way and, and even have a victory at the end of the episode. And so that was great to see. Uh, it, sorry, I didn't mean to cut him off right in mid-sentence. I just realized this is kind of like a rebooting of the Daleks is what he was trying to huh, do here. Yeah. yeah. Moffat. This is a full on like they literally destroyed the last three of the old school Daleks. Yeah, the old school. Da- uh, well, also let's put in parentheses the last three. <laughs> but <laughs> but like he's I mean, like Stephen Moffat was basically saying this is what Daleks are now. That's, that's uh, kind of big. Yeah. It's yeah. it's rebooting an entire like a mainstay character in the universe. I like I was saying, you know. like old Daleks or whatever. But we've clearly had Daleks made out of humans and Daleks. Made out of Davros. So, I mean... I don't... Anyways, back to Jerry. Not, not, not an episode, though, that I, I'd watch again and again. Not not one of my all-time favorite Dalek episodes. So, I'm going to give it an eight Technicolor Daleks. Uh, and speaking of Technicolor Daleks, they got a lot of flack for uh, introducing, changing the Dalek look and introducing it. And they end up... Uh, um, as we see them in the future, yes, trip the Daleks will be back. Uh, Spoilers. We see them. We see that they've they they sort of scale back on some of those changes that they made. I like them. You're coming from a a, a whole new baseline. Uh, the way they reintroduced the new Daleks and and even killed off the old ones, heartless as they are. And so I think it was fair. The Cybermen. It happens with the Cybermen all the time. It was kind of that same concept that it's gonna. It's going to happen no matter what. Uh, that so, but it's not always going to happen the same way. It's not always going to look the same. I think it was cool, but there are though enough people that are holding on to the old, uh, old look, old version of them, and that's fine. Uh, so, uh, but I just wanted to give my two cents on that. And not really creepy. The only creepy part of it that I can uh, say is that uh, the, the there were humans trusting Daleks, and you were kind of waiting. Or when are they gonna? You know, when are they gonna start attacking the humans? So uh, I just like a seventy-five on the creep level. So that's it. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia for the information, and thank you to Noobs and the Hoovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who connections next time. Really, <laughs> this is gonna be Jared's new bumper. We gotta do that every what time. What was great was as I was pulling that up, I was playing it and I was playing it through the headphones, so Trip couldn't hear it. So all he, he was just watching the video and he was like, What is that? <laughs> you don't know what a Rickroll is, Trip? But just what watching just the video without any of the sound. Yeah. It was just kinda 
without any context. He was like, what am I seeing? Then I saw the microphone and the dancing, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's that thing from the end of Wreck-It Ralph 2. (laughs) Yeah, it's that thing from the entire internet. All right, so um, I'm going to agree. Surprisingly, I'm I'm spot on numerically with with Jared on this one. Uh, I... I'm going to say as far as overall impressions of this episode, this was not like my favorite straight up episode. Um, I like the introduction of the new Daleks, even though no one else does. I think that, you know, space planes is kind of dumb. Uh, I think that um, some of the, some of the stuff isn't all that great. However, I think that the, the, the character play, the character development of the Doctor, of Amy, and even the Daleks is, is what makes this episode good. It, like, we got to the end of this episode, and I was like, man, like, that was a that good was episode. Because I was watching it and, like, really analyzing the Doctor going, man, that guy is going off the deep end. So mm-hmm. if it weren't for that, it would probably rate lower, like mm. five or six. I mean, this is not, like, one of my mm. – this is not going to be a go-to episode. This is not going to be one – when I, I, okay, so so as an example, as an example, when uh, a couple of months ago I told you guys I was like watching ahead, uh, this I was watching this season two seasons ago ahead of ahead of us the the podcast, and I skipped this episode. <laughs> Dang! Like I watched the first like thirty seconds and went, oh, this one. I and thought you it. liked Skittle Daleks. Though. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you, I forgot that that was a part of this episode. Uh-huh. I just remembered World War Two Daleks, and I was like, no. I, and, and, which is weird because I was like, I'm not going to waste my time on this kind of a thing. And so rewatching it now, I, re, I was watching it, seeing the doctor's character development and, and, and just that deep dive on, you know, what does evil or excuse me, what does hate look like? It looks like a Dalek. I mean, that's a great line, you know? So that's why I, I'm giving it eight out of 10 upgraded eye stalks. Corbin, what do you got? I feel so dumb right now because I was... <laughs> What? I was going to make the comment, it, this episode would be so much better if the army Dalek, since it was a British army Dalek, had a British accent. <laughs> I've just become so numb to British accents that I forgot that, that it, does it is a British accent. Albeit <laughs> robotized. I, I feel so dumb now. <laughs> it was like it would be so amazing if it had a oh this is a British show I anyway <laughs> I thought this was a good episode uh, I mean it had Daleks so <laughs> I <laughs> took it down a couple of things that dropped it from a nine to an eight I mean I don't feel like the presence of Daleks made this episode too much worse overall but I'm still gonna say this was a solid seven point five British Daleks. I, you know what? You make a good, an interesting point. If you took the Daleks out of this episode and made it random invading space alien, uh-huh. this episode would suck. If you yeah. didn't have the character development of the Daleks, the doctor uh-huh. showing how he's different when the Daleks are around, to me, it would, it would be, it'd be a five. Yeah. Mm. Five or six. Like, just not even, not interested. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. They have to rework some of the story and character. Yeah, you development lose, yeah, you in the most episode. of the content of the episode. I also, I also really enjoyed the existential stuff that we talked about with Bracewell. So yeah. that was amazing. Trip, what do you got, man? Oh, Corbin, what was your score then? 
I said, said 7.5 7. British dollars. Did you say it out loud? Okay. Yes, I, I did. Was, I was looking at it. I don't remember if you said it out loud. All right, Trip, what do you got? I think I have to agree a lot with Corbin, but I'm going to rank it a bit higher. I don't know. I want to rate it low because of the Daleks, but <laughs> I don't want to rate it too low because, I mean, my opinion is any episode with the Daleks is not going to be one of my favorite episodes, okay. but I don't want to go into the episode having that opinion. Good. That's good. Because I, I was worried when we saw them in the next time. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, what happens is we go into the episode like, oh, this has Daleks. It's not going to be good. And then, oh, it wasn't that bad. So it's like 7.5. And oh, yeah. it was fine. So Trip, I cut you off, buddy. What were you saying? Um, so I just think um, it's like, I don't want to rate it too high. Like I said, I don't know. Like you said, like if it didn't have the Daleks, like the Daleks were a key point in this episode. Like if it would have been like a Cyberman or something, I don't know if I would have liked it as much. Right. So I'm going to give it an 8 um, out of 10 Star Wars lasers. Star Wars lasers. Pew pew lasers. I think that's one of the things that brought up this episode. It brought- <laughs> the amazing- so for you, that raised the level. Yes. Oh, okay. The amazingness awesome. of that. Awesome. Thanks for that, Doctor. So, like I said, I, I wrote down my creep level score before Jared actually said it and ended up saying 75, just like he oh, did. Right. I think this was very, th- there was, n- there was. It wasn't made to be creepy. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, so, Corbin, what's your, what's your creep level for this uh, episode? Like everyone else, this was not a creepy episode. Mm, it yeah. wasn't made to be, and it wasn't. Mm. So, I'm going to give this a 65. I don't know why I feel like we say. Eh, it wasn't creepy. There wasn't anything creepy. It wasn't made to be creepy, but we don't give it a zero anyways. Well, then give yeah. it a zero. I don't feel like it. Put your money where your mouth is, man. Let's <laughs> do this. I'm just saying. It's I'm always, again, I'm always thinking of... I think zero is reserved for like, oh, lollipops and rainbows <laughs> and unicorns. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, even just the Dalek alone earns 50 points, I would yeah. think. You know, maybe dollars. I should give it zero because the Daleks were covered like unicorns. That'd be great if if the little stalk was pointed up at an angle like a like a horn. All right, uh, Trip, what uh, what was your creep level? Um, mine was eighty six point zero 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 one. What? <laughs> he just wants to annoy me. Point zero zero. You should have seen it a little bit ago. He had like seven zeros at the end. And four. Spike. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I hate you so much. That's hilarious. Uh, boys, that's Corbin's really good. Face. All right, so we mentioned uh, getting into our theories section here. We mentioned that uh, Corbin's theory is holding up so far. He thinks that the crack will appear in every episode and that either the Master or the Daleks are responsible for it. So now here we have an episode with the Daleks, with and the we Daleks. saw the crack. So, well, I mean, if it's in every episode and there's Daleks in well, every season, just saying. it's going to happen. Just saying. Uh, Trip thinks that the Star Whale is significant and we'll see it again. And I just marked that as not yet because we didn't see the Star Whale this episode. Did you guys have any uh, new theories or updates to your existing theories? Oh, I had one. Earlier. The Rainbow Daleks are going to have something to do with the crack. Okay. Probably not even the master. It's just the new Daleks, especially since they escaped. I think, I think it's definitely going to be them. All right. So, are you getting rid of the master? I think so. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna delete the master. We're gonna we're gonna mark it like that. We're gonna strike through that. 
So the new paradigm Daleks are responsible for it. Indeed. All right. Trip, any um, any additions or new theories? Oh, I had something about the crack. I'm trying to think, though. I forget what it was. I think... Oh, I think the reason she didn't remember anything was because of the crack. Like, the crack made her not remember, like, about the Daleks in Invasions. Okay. So Trip thinks the... Uh, let's see, the crack has something to do, uh, with, with Amy not Not remembering remembering the Daleks. Okay. All right. So Trip thinks the, the, the crack has something to do with Amy not remembering the stolen earth episode, Mm -hmm. uh, or, or incident. Let's, let's call it. Um, and so we'll, we'll check in on that as, as we go along. So listener input, we didn't have any new reviews this week. So remember, we're still on our mission to get a new review each month. I have a challenge. Okay. So here's the challenge. I was thinking we want a new review each month for the remainder of 2019. Maybe we'll just keep it rolling in 2020. I don't know, but here's the challenge. Leave us a review in the month of your birthday. And other months too, but still, the month of your birthday. <laughs> so if your birthday is in September, it's your turn. So if you're listening right now and your birthday is in September, it's your turn. Go find us somewhere. You can leave us a review on, on iTunes. Uh, we see those. Uh, we, we check that all the time. Leave us a review or a recommendation on Facebook. We check those all the time. Um, and I get notifications about those. If you find us somewhere else and leave us a review, um, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, Google Podcasts, anywhere else that you may uh, be downloading us from, leave, wherever you're sourcing us from, leave us a review. And if we don't mention it on the show, then send us an email and say, "Hey, I I reviewed you on you know Stitcher or something like that," and let us know. If you um, if you leave us a review wherever it is on the month of your birthday, send me an email to noobsinthehoovian at gmail.com and let me know that you left your birthday month review. We'll not only read the review on the show, which we always do, but we'll also wish you a happy birthday on the show. We should sing a different version of the happy birthday song every Um, time. Oh, every time? Oh, yeah. Oh, blast. I was going to say, I have a different version of the birthday song that we can totally sing. The normal one, the Spanish one. There's one I've heard. That I don't. Oh, there's one that we'll use in October. I've got one that we, uh, that I want to use in October. Okay. All right. If anyone does, so that's out. the thing. October. If you want to hear the song, I have a very, I have a special one that will be perfect for October. So if your birthday is in October, leave us a review in the month of October and and uh, send us a, a an email and let us know. Now, if your birthday is between January and August, you already owe us one. <gasps> So that so means you have until the end of the year to leave us a review. And if you go ahead and do that um, and let us know, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, you know what? Let's be really ambitious, okay? Yeah. Anytime between here and the end of the year, if your birthday is January through August and you missed your opportunity to have happy birthday sung to you by three people who don't know how to sing. That'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I sing okay, but happy birthday is a hard song. But anyway, uh, let us know and we will make a note of it and we'll sing happy birthday to you when we get back around the horn to your birthday. How about the apples? 
That's ambitious. That is ambitious. I thought you were going to say like we I probably shouldn't have said something. that. Go back and delete that. <laughs> so, all right. No, but seriously. So uh, leave us one during the month of your birthday. And uh, so again, if if you're if you're a September baby, then you're up. It's your turn. Go find us wherever you download us and leave us a review. So the game plan coming up. Our next timey wimey episode is coming up uh, in two weeks. Uh, my notes say next month. It's actually in two weeks and uh we will be covering the radio drama version of robert heinlein's by his bootstraps it's Which a short story we still need to re-listen to it at some point so. uh yeah. we do i listened to it recently because uh, remember we had the whole question of was it was it pg enough and what we decided was i didn't hear him say anything on this that we haven't heard on doctor who <laughs> so oh. there's a few PG thirteen type cuss words. Um, wordy you know, dirds, as Dad would call them. What's that? Wordy dirds. Wordy dirds. That's right. Um, so, you, you, you well, gotta, I mean, Back to the Future. Exactly. Like the exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So, certainly not any worse than anything that we've already heard on Doctor Who itself. So, if you're yeah. watching Doctor Who, you can you can listen to this radio drama. So, you can find it in the archives of a podcast called Radio Drama Revival. And if you go to noobsinthehoovian.com, check out the latest episode show notes, and it is down at the bottom under the game plan. You'll see Radio Drama Revival. Just click on that link, and it'll take you straight there. If you pull up Radio Drama Revival on your uh, favorite podcatcher, then you're probably not going to see it because it's it's enough episodes back that it's not in their feed anymore. It's like 150 episodes ago or something like uh. that. So um, un- until um, uh, until Hello Internet and their fan base gets uh, SoundCloud beyond 100. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it gets them past 100 uh, in the archive, then that'll still be an issue. Unless so. they did that thing. Where it's like four hundred, but then there's some other qualification that uh, they didn't the last time I checked. Radio drama revival. Oh, okay. So, so make sure, guys, that you join us next time as we discuss series five, episodes four and five, the time of angels and flesh and stone. Uh-huh. So guess who's the coming? Uh-huh. If, I you, get if it. you saw the, if you saw the next time, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's don't, the don't, don't <laughs> watch obvious. it. Don't watch the next. Time. I know. I almost don't want to because I don't yeah. like. I kind of don't want you guys to like. You guys know now that uh, if you if you if you didn't watch the next time, then uh, skip song. thirty seconds now. You guys already know River Song is back ne- tomorrow, yeah. or not tomorrow, but next week. She's she's in the next episode, and we're gonna have the Weeping Angels. Which, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like we not only have the weeping angels we have river song coming back so river song. um river song. guys by the way uh if you liked river song and 10 you're gonna love river song and 11 uh, <laughs> anyway so river uh, song was a bit weird with 10 because we didn't really yeah. know it was who it was she weird. was but she knew who yeah, we were it was weird so, so we're gonna weird. we're gonna start to peel the layers of that onion back now so noobs in the hoobian is a production of master closet studios where it's always smaller on the inside your senior producer is me austin reason our audio engineer is this guy Chirp. and our production editor is this other guy i'm corbin special thanks to tardis.wikia.com for the trivia to jared for the classic who connection you can find us at facebook.com slash noobs and the hoobian and email us at noobs and the Whovian at gmail.com consider supporting us at patreon.com slash noobs and the Whovian. and remember uh, as we said wherever you found us subscribe leave us a review throw some stars at our face share us with a friend not because we're a great show but because we watch one until next time my name's Austin. i'm the Whovian. these are my sons corbin and trip and, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs and we will see you next time goodbye
Hey guys, uh, real quick, um, I just remembered that uh, we have a, uh, a new Patreon that came on last month and uh, wanted to recognize him with a shout out. His name is Victor. Uh, we're not giving out last names or anything like that. Uh, but that he, he came in at the hosting host level, the, uh, the level that helps us to pay for our podcast audio hosting costs. And this is Gator Boy, right? I think so. Yeah. We'll verify that. But what that means is uh, he gets to guest host one episode with us. And so I have reached out to him and started the conversation with him. Uh, we're talking with his parents and working out uh, what time zone he's in and all the logistics and all that kind of stuff. I guess stuff. we're so going to have to finally set up discord so that we can. We're going to have to do uh. something. Yeah. We're going to have to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to uh, some podcasting friends and figure out how they do their stuff. And uh, we'll have that. So we don't have a date. We don't have an episode picked out yet. So uh, once we do, we'll announce that and let you guys know. And so, but at any rate, thanks, Victor. We're, we're super looking forward to it. And uh, until then, uh, later. Beep, whip.